Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, welcome back to the Golf Show. I am Mike Todorich. I'm your host. As I, I mentioned earlier, you know, there's a lot, a lot of going on at this point in, in the season. And, of course, the season's not over, um, even though... Uh, Terry Gannon on Golf Channel kept saying last weekend about Tiger Woods' season uh, being over. Well, because he didn't make it into the final of the uh, the Tour Championship. Well, that's not technically correct because there's still the U.S. Open and the Masters to be played that are part of the 2020 season. So. Anyway, I nitpick, I know. All right, welcome uh, to our first guest this morning. Uh, he's been a uh, frequent member of the show, always enjoy our chats. And um, that guy would be Gary Van Sickle. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Boy, Mike, it's unlike uh, a member of the media to nitpick anything. I'm shocked. <laughs> you know, I learned from some of the best. Um, in the media, we are, I, I think being in the media is to be a you know I think you have to be a world class nitpicker. I think that's part of the job. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of fun unless you're on the other end and you're getting picked at. Then you're like, you people are annoying, but that's what we do. We pick. <laughs> so we have uh, come to this part, this point in the season, where you know the focus is a little finer now than it is. You know, when you're going through the regular season and you've got 156 guys uh, playing every week, now we're down to 30 guys. And the thing I'm wondering this morning, are we actually down to just two guys going into the last three rounds of the Tour Championship? Well, if we – if Golf is like baseball, and a 270 hitter is always a 270 hitter. I'd say yes, but you know, how, we all know how it is, I and mean, we're not pros. But we wake up and we have our best round of golf, and we go out next time thinking, "Boy, I've got it! I found the answer! I know how to play." And the next day, you go out and shoot, you know, 15 shots higher. Yeah. So every it's a it's a field game. Every day you wake up, your feel might be different. I think the fact that. Yeah, we got John Rahm and uh, Dustin Johnson going crazy here. I think they're kind of pushing each other, so they each know. You know, I, I think I think it helped Dustin Johnson knowing going into this that he's got this guy on his tail. So he's uh, yeah, he's in the lead of this tournament, which is staggered. It's kind of weird, but it's way better than anything they've done. 
he knows he's got the lead, but he knows he's got a guy on a, on his on his back bumper chasing him. So you can't go play conservative like in the final round of a tournament. That's how he loses leads. He's got to go out and keep making birdies. So I think it helps him to have somebody chasing him. So I, I would say no, it's not down to these two guys. Justin Thomas is right there. Yeah. Look, Abraham Manser shot 64. Anybody in this field is capable of shooting 61. And maybe not at East Lake this week, but maybe because Dustin, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Justin Thomas said yesterday that he shot 65. It easily could have been 61 or 62. And, you know, we've all said that, maybe not using those numbers, but yeah, my, my score could have easily been four shots lower. Mm-hmm. Well, once in a while that happened. So, uh, I, I, a lot of guys are in there. Um, the guys who started at 10 shots back are probably got a problem because they didn't gain anything. You know, if Dustin Johnson and, and Rahm are going to shoot three under every round, uh, if you're 10 shots back, it's kind of tough to gain ground on them. You're going to have to shoot at 61. That's so right. I, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, it's not down to two, but it's not 30 anymore. And some of those guys are already in Hail Mary's zone. They're going to have to shoot at 61 just to get back in within striking distance. So, is in your mind are are um, uh, Dustin Johnson and John Rom the new uh, new big rivalry on tour? Well, I, I had a story on this on MorningRead.com the other day, and they're just two guys that were hot at the same time. So their their rivalry history is one tournament, and really, it wasn't even that one tournament. The first 15 holes, it was with Hideki Matsuyama and Joaquin Neiman, and Johnson had kind of kicked away the lead a little bit. So they didn't become a rivalry till the last, really, the last two holes. Johnson makes a long putt, and the playoff, Rom makes a crazy putt. So that's the basis. That's the could be the start of a great rivalry. Yeah. But they're going to have to do that, you know, I'd say 10 more times, but, you know, in golf, all we need is like three. But you really need to be in a major championship. I don't think, other than the fact that those two putts were so memorable, uh, right now if you ask ten people what tournament would did they make those in, they'd be going, uh, yeah, it was uh, that thing when, what course was that? Uh, yeah, you know, who can, who even knows the name of the, these, these things? So, regular tournaments come and go to really have a true rivalry, you know, on the course. You got to do it in majors. You know, Phil and Tiger had a rivalry, a career rivalry. But what did they do together in majors? Hardly anything. And Beth Page in 2004, I think it was, the first time they went to Beth Page, Tiger won and Phil was second. But he was always a couple back the last day. He never, there was never a threat that he was going to beat Tiger. They, they, they never got it done. And they played together for 25 years and they won 20 majors between them. So, you know, our problem with rivalries are you need guys to be in position to win a major often enough to create a rivalry. Yeah. And who right. do we have? Look look around. Who's won multiple majors these days? Well, Rory's got four. Kepka's got four. Uh, Phil's got five, but he's 50. Uh, Harrington had three, but he's kind of done. You know, Bubba Watson's got two, and, uh, you know, he's he's in – Everybody else is in, the, is in the bubble, and he's in he's in the bubble. I don't know where that is, but he's out there. <laughs> so we 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 got a bunch of guys who have won one major. How are you going to have a rivalry? You know, and most of the rivalries we've have had 
they were all involved, Jack Nicholas, because he was up there all the time. Jack had Arnie, uh, Gary Player, not so much, but a little uh, Trevino. They had a couple memorable ones, Johnny Miller a little bit, Weisskopf, and, of course, Tom Watson. Right. So there's the base of Kepka. Brooks Kepka has had a little bit of a rivalry with Rory, and he's got a little something going with Dustin Johnson after the trash talk at the PGA. Right. So I think, you know, Dustin and Kepka could have a chance. Except Dustin is 36, but he could play great for another 10 years. And Kepka has got a knee thing. I mean, I, I don't want to – it's not like I'm overreacting, but you know, a knee injury could can change your career dramatically. Yep. And I, you know, and it might be nothing. It might be something he can have fixed, like Tiger did, and he just goes right on. So I think right now we're looking at Brooks Koepka and somebody. But if John Rahm and Dustin Johnson sustain this kind of thing, like into Wingfoot, you know, if they have a duel this week and then come back at Wingfoot and do it again in, uh, gosh, what is it, a week or two? Yep. Okay, we got we got an actual rivalry. Could be kind of fun. It'd be nice if they would sustain it more than one season, you know. Sure. Jason Day and Jason Day and uh, George Spieth had a nice rivalry in 2015, and I I really think you know Spieth kept getting paired with that guy that year, and he's watching Jason Day hit 40 yards by him all day long, and, and Spieth wasn't short, but Day was just incredible, and I think that was the guy who made George Spieth go. I got to get longer off the tee, mm-hmm. and that was the end of that was the beginning of the end of George Speed. And he still hasn't recovered, and you know probably needs to find a new coach and start over, go back to the old George Speed. But it's hard to get back to where you were. So, anyways, that's a long answer to a short question. Darn it! <laughs> that's why I have you on. Um, yeah, you're you're just taking a break. I'm having you know having a cup of coffee and you know all that. It's. It's interesting to see the way these guys, especially you know Johnson and and, and Rom, are attacking Eastlake, and it's the same way they attacked every other course they play. They're just going to bomb it to death. You know, there's no holding back. Uh, rarely will we see a three wood off a tee. You know, they're just going to hit it long, go find it, and hit it again. And that's fun for the, the folks viewing at home who may only have a, a casual interest in what's going on. Can you sustain that kind of play? I'll bet you can't do that at Wingfoot uh, in a couple weeks. Probably not. You, really, the only thing that will stop these guys is narrow fairways and, and thick rough. And you saw a little bit of that at Harding Park, but... You know, there's a fine line between identifying the best player in a major championship and still having an interesting TV show. You know, I always thought the U.S. Open, um, I always liked watching these guys battle the elements and battle the course, but if the rough is so thick and you can only hack it out 60 yards, you know, you and I can probably hack it out 60 yards. Absolutely. Uh, You've equalized You've equalized us. Yes. What you want to have is just enough rough so Seve or Tiger Phil thinks, you know, I think I can get a club on this, maybe go for it, you know, and get in worse trouble up on the green or maybe hit a heroic shot. Right. So it's hard to draw that line. But now when these guys are hitting it, these guys are flying at 310, 320. Uh, 
you know, there's no defense for a golf course if you don't have any any rain or any wind. And when we saw it, Dustin Johnson shot 30 under par. I mean, yep. I get was that good TV or not good TV? I mean, I guess it was good TV if somebody with two guys were at 29 chasing them. I mean, I think really ultimately the TV viewer all they want is a close finish because it's you want to see somebody have to perform under pressure. Sure. So it doesn't matter if they're 30 under or 10 under. I don't think it matters to the TV viewer. I, I think it matters to the USGA. I think they want eight over par to win at Winfoot. And watching guys make, well, we, you know, we've seen it for years. March, watching guys make uh, bogeys and doubles is not as fun as watching guys make birdies and eagles. But maybe it's not as fun, but it's still pretty interesting. Uh, there's a fairness line. You know, Carnoustie in 99 when Vanderbilt had to lead that course, they were playing down bowling alleys and the rough was, unplayable and that you know all kinds of crazy stuff happened on leaderboard so i, I don't know the answer to that but um i i think people you know the masters has the right mix on sunday people want to see birdies and eagles and they want to see bogeys and doubles the masters has got water all over the place yeah so uh yeah you want to see the guy walk the tightrope perform incredible stunts and every once in a while you want to see him fall off and go and land in the net that's what people want. So people, yeah. you know, so NASCAR, you, people watch NASCAR to see cars go fast and, oh, yeah, occasionally crash. And that's what plays well in golf. Yeah. All right, I got a minute left. Give me your opinion in, in, a, in a minute or, or less. How well do you think the PGA Tour has survived this year through, you know, just absolutely nutty conditions from the start? Well, I, I think I think they're killing it because they were one of the first sports that came back. I don't know if NASCAR beat them, but they've gotten uh, great ratings, much higher than normal. They've gotten a lot of attention because there's nothing else to put in the sports section. Heck, you open up a newspaper if you can find one of those things, mm-hmm. and there's a story on golf. So uh, they they made a smart play. Now, uh, are they making money, losing money? I mean, they're getting TV money, but they don't have fans. Well, nobody does. So. I think they made a smart play, and it's really paid off, and people, more people are watching golf than, than would have been. So I, I think, I think they got, I think they got it right, and they have, they've had hardly any, uh, positive tests or any illnesses, so they've, they've killed it. They hit it out of the park. Yep. And that's, that's been great, because for a long time, golf is all we had to watch, and that was great in itself. Well, hey, I gotta run. Uh, as always, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, maybe we'll talk again before the Masters. Well, we got a we got a major coming up in two weeks. So yeah, there's a lot going to happen the next in the next two months. It's amazing. It really is. Gary, thanks. Have a nice Labor Day weekend. Yep, you too. Thanks, Mike. All right, Gary Van Sickle, former Sports Illustrated writer, now writes for MorningRead.com. Check him out. All right, it's time for our second break of the day. We'll do that and come back and um, take a kind of a different, little different look at golf at a little different level than we normally talk about. We'll do that right here on the Golf Show on 93.7 The Fan. 